0: Hello and welcome to You Are Not Alone. You Are Not Alone is a one-with-one horror actual play podcast. I'm Blaine, your host and RPG-loving friend. For the front matter, if you like what you hear, please consider rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you use. It really does help other folks find us. If you'd like to ask a question, recommend a game, be a guest, or just say hi, you can reach me on Twitter at notalone underscore horror, or via email youarenotalonepod at gmail dot com. This week, we switched the Greetings from Stability episodes fully over to the feed for that podcast. Really hope you enjoyed the first two episodes of the show. I know we're really proud of the work that we put into that series. If you've been enjoying the story of Camp Mandrake, please find Greetings from Stability on whatever podcatcher you use and subscribe. Last episode, we got into our game of Mothership. Ivan is an android hired by the Klein Manufacturing Group to investigate the UMV Sade, a textile ship that has gone radio silent. Ivan arrived at the ship and noticed that it still seemed to have power, but was showing signs of neglect. He landed inside and checked a computer terminal, finding that most of the power on the ship had been routed to the hydroponics lab. Despite the ship not returning any messages from the corporate, the comm systems were all functional, and all signs in the computer log show that the crew is still alive and healthy. Let's see what happens as Ivan delves deeper into this today. And as you look at the screen and like, I think the bioscan is probably big enough that it shows you most of the ship. Okay. You see like a couple hundred.
1: Oh, gotcha. Huh? Well, that's troubling. All right. I think he's going to take a note of that. He's going to hop in the lift and head down to the crew level and he's also going to uh just for safety's sake without his laser cutter.
0: That's fair. Yeah, so the lift uh, you know takes you down to the mid-level deck. And they open up into um these hallways that go kind of south from where you're standing. Uh, And you know that the lift's let out, like, kind of right by the crew quarters.
1: Okay. Um, I'm definitely going to pop into some of the crew quarters and just see what the situation looks like in there.
0: Okay. Yeah, so there's, uh, from the map you saw, uh, there are uh, about 20 crew quarters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you would expect, based on that, that, like... There's probably like two people to a to a room, mm-hmm. and then like the higher ups probably have their own rooms. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of go to the first crew quarter that you come across. And uh, how are you entering? Are you just are you just gonna walk right in? Or are you gonna knock?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I think that he does try to be polite, so I think he buzzes or knocks or whatever they do
0: yeah i imagine there's probably like a you know essentially a doorbell yeah so he
1: gives that a try and you know just kind of says you know hello is anyone there
0: yeah so you uh you like hover your hand over this like scanner that um you know alerts whoever's inside that there's someone at the door and uh a few seconds later you hear a voice from inside say uh yeah, hold on, uh, one moment, please.
1: Cool. And pleasantly surprised.
0: <laughs> you know, a moment later, the door opens, and you see someone who, like, very obviously just got out of bed. Huh. You yeah, know, I think they're wearing, like, very casual clothes, like, no kind of uniform or anything at this point, just, like, gym shorts uh, and a t-shirt. Uh, it's a middle-aged man, um... And uh, he looks at you like, I, I know you said that Ivan, you know, embraces his androidness, uh, but looks mm-hmm. pretty human. Like, can someone tell by looking at you that you are an android, or is it more by interacting with you?
1: I like to think it's more by interacting. Okay. Um, yeah, he looks very, he looks very human. I imagine he's like uh, David from Prometheus. I don't know if you saw that one. Okay, yeah. You know, uh, so he, he says, you know, greetings. He says, my name is Ivan. I have been sent from the Klein manufacturing group for investigative purposes. May I know your name?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, certainly. And uh, he gives you this really big smile and he's like, uh, I, I'm Harold, uh, Harold Stiles. Um, I'm a big fan of your music, Harold Stiles.
1: <laughs> and he shakes, he shakes his
0: hand. And he's like. Good to, good to meet you uh, Ivan you said it was
1: yes Ivan
0: I didn't realize that that, uh, that Klein was sending anyone um, they have, have checked sent in me. with the boss yet
1: you are the first person I have seen they have sent me to check on certain disturbances at the station could you please tell me your job title
0: uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm a uh, chief botanist at the hydroponics lab
1: Ivan gives him a little nod. He says, uh, what can you tell me about the recent activity on this station?
0: Well, we've been been making clothes.
1: Communication with this station ceased over two months ago. Do you have any explanation for that?
0: And he, he seems legitimately cough, caught off guard uh, when you say that. You
1: seem to be surprised by this information.
0: Yeah, I don't I mean I my job does not involve communicating with corporate at all. Um, so that's that that is news to me i've I mean I've been doing my job all the same the last two months. That seems are you sure?
1: I am sure that that is the information I've been given. You say you are a chief botanist? Yes. Can you explain? the disturbances I discovered in the hydroponics lab. It seems that a good portion of your energy has been diverted from the maintenance of the skin to within the hydroponics lab itself.
0: Well, yeah, we, uh, and he, like, he pauses for a second and he's like, I can't believe Sue hasn't been communicating. So, you know, our, our main job here is to, to manufacture clothes. Uh, but like, we've got a lot of scientists here and we've been, we've been experimenting with, uh, you know, potentially reducing costs for the company. Uh, And I've been, uh, I've been growing some, some mushrooms uh, to experiment with using, um, using mushroom protein to create clothes.
1: He's just like quietly nodding
0: at you. Uh, and he gives you like this really big smile and it like almost, almost feels unnatural. Like the things he's telling you, it's not like he's telling you sad things or he's angry, but like, he's being pretty matter of fact. And like his smile keeps getting bigger.
1: Um, I say Harold styles, forgive me for asking this new mushroom protein you've developed. Does it possess any psychotropic qualities?
0: Oh, not that I'm aware of. Very good. Have you noticed
1: anything out of the ordinary in the past 2 months on this station? Anything at all?
0: Oh, not not really.
1: All the crew are present and accounted for.
0: Oh, oh, definitely.
1: All the operations are proceeding as normal.
0: Yeah, I mean, you should uh, corporate should know we've been sending sending all the clothes
1: I actually uh pull out my bioscanner and I say, Thank you for your time. Before I go, maybe you could help me understand this. And I show him the bioscanner showing hundreds of things.
0: And as you look at the bioscanner you're pointing it out to him and uh you look down and you see in the spot where Harold is standing. It actually looks like there's like four or five.
1: Huh. You mean on the scanner?
0: On the scanner. Like four or five uh, biological beings like closely clumped together right where Harold is standing.
1: Huh. What is he? What is his reaction when I show him this?
0: Give me. Um, I think I'm going to call this just a straight up intellect check, because this would probably be like psychology, realistically.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, actually, you have linguistics. Uh, I'm going to say that that will help you out at least a little bit. Okay. Uh, so you're looking for a 44 or lower. Uh,
1: 85.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he again kind of stops for a moment. And the smile on his face now is just it's all consuming. It's so large. And uh, as he looks down at the bioscanner, he's like, I don't, I think maybe your bioscanner's scanner's out of whack, friend. Uh, that looks real strange. There's definitely not hundreds of us here on the ship. And I think you notice
1: uh-huh.
0: as he's talking and as his smile is getting wider, there's a like strange milky substance that has started to leak out of the corner uh, one corner of his mouth and it's just this you know like opaque liquid that has started running down his chin
1: and I don't recognize it as like a certain type of substance it's just weird
0: yeah I don't think you recognize it at all it's just this odd substance and he doesn't seem to if, if he realizes it's happening Mm -hmm. He is in no way uh, acknowledging that it's happening.
1: Got it. Huh. Okay. I put my scanner back on my belt. I take a half step back from him and I say, Harold Stiles, I have something very unsettling to say to you. I think you may have been the victim of a biological attack. For your own safety. And I actually like have my gun in my hand. For your own safety, please return to your bunk immediately.
0: Well, all right, friend. You you don't need to pull a weapon on me.
1: The weapon is not for you. The weapon is for my own safety.
0: All right. And he just keeps smiling and like that that substance is continuing to trickle down his face. Uh and he, he like puts his two hands up and he takes a step back into the room.
1: Very good. I say, Harold Styles. please wipe your face and explain this substance.
0: Uh, and I think like, he reaches up and he wipes his face and he looks at it and he's like, oh, that's that's strange.
1: That is more than strange. It is troubling.
0: Mm, yeah, I suppose it is.
1: Please explain.
0: I don't know what it is, friend.
1: Hmm. Is there a way... Huh? The bioscanner I have, I imagine it's just for kind of global pings. It's not, it doesn't get a uh, granular data from a single person.
0: Yeah. I don't think it probably gives okay. you like super detailed information. It's just more of a like sonar kind of, mm-hmm. hmm. um, but you would imagine like if you wanted to like run tests or something like that, like if they have a hydroponic lab, that's capable of like experimentation. Mm-hmm. There's almost sort of, certainly some kind of like system to analyze Substances huh. so I don't
1: hmm, okay, I tell him, Harold Styles, thank you for your cooperation. I need to ask you one more favor. certainly would you would you please clothe yourself and accompany me to your medical bay? I will keep my weapon drawn for safety purposes, please do not feel threatened.
0: I mean I don't love that, but
1: that is unfortunate.
0: Well yeah, give me uh give me one moment,
1: I say very good, and i step I step in a way so that he can't close the door on
0: me okay
1: in in the least threatening way that I can block a door open, I do it,
0: okay, yeah, and I mean, I think he like so it's weird, he's still got this giant smile on his face, but like you can see in his eyes that he does not love what's happening, mm-hmm. Uh, And I think he, like, you know, for, like, modesty's sake, I think he, like, pulls a, uh, like, pair of work pants up over his gym shorts. Okay. But then he, like, he pulls his shirt off to change it. And as you're watching him change his shirt, you see moving across his back hmm. are, like, little golf ball-sized protrusions. Oh, boy. And they like, they move almost like something inside of him is pushing out
1: mm-hmm. under the skin.
0: And then like it disappears and then it appears somewhere else. And there's like four or five of them that are moving across his back as he changes his shirt. Harold Styles. Yes, friend?
1: If my suspicion is correct about biological incursions, it would be helpful if you were wearing a hazardous material suit. Do you have one of those? As a chief botanist, I suspect you may.
0: Yeah, I imagine he has to have like a hazmat suit. Okay. Uh, so he pulls a shirt on and then he's like, yeah, yeah, friend, I have one of those. Thank you very much for your cooperation. Uh, and he goes into his closet and pulls out. I like the idea that maybe the hazmat suits are actually made out of a similar material to the skin on the ships. Ooh, I like that. So it's this weird like... It's not uh, like the big bulky hazmat suits we picture. It's almost, it's like a, almost a skin tight.
1: Oh, you know what it could be? What if there is in his, like in the wall of his place, there's a depression, like a human shaped hole. And you step back into it and it almost like saran wraps over you.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: You know, and kind of like suctions down to your shape. (sniffs)
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, he steps into this little depression and like, I imagine it almost like a, like shower head that just like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Spouts out this skin shaped suit that like goes over his entire body. And then there's that, like, you know, like when you use like a vacuum sealer mm-hmm. at the end, there's just like a hose that like sucks the oxygen and it fits form fits to him. Yep. Uh, and he steps out and he's like, all right, let's go to the med lab. I, I don't know what you're, what you're so uppity about friend, but we can have it take a look. And I think because the, the suit is form fitting, you do actually like now that you had seen it more close, like seen it as he changed his shirt, you do see even within this hazmat suit, you see like these little bulges mm-hmm. appearing and then disappearing. Seemingly in like his skin itself,
1: okay, um I say as we're as we're walking out, I say uh, Harold Styles, you do not seem very surprised nor concerned when I mentioned a biological incursion. Why is that
0: i mean i think i I think that you're just being. Yes. A wee bit paranoid. Um, you know I've been I've been here for five years now.
1: Please allow me to reassure you, I am incapable of paranoia. You may not have noticed, but I am a synthetic life form. I endeavour to be as lifelike and human like as possible. That may be why you mistakenly thought I was capable of paranoia.
0: He's like, uh oh, oh yeah. Uh I should have noticed that earlier, friend. Did you
1: enjoy my joke? Is good. I knew that you were not the Harold Styles from 20th century Earth. That was my joke.
0: <laughs> he he chuckles and he's like, Well, let's go to the Med Bay. Uh I've got work to get to and I wanna, you know, clear your concerns. As
1: we're walking, I'm doing
0: my sweep thing
1: and just seeing if you know anything catches my eye um, I'm staying like you know just one pace behind him not enough to feel like I'm threatening him. okay but I also say Harold Styles are you the type of person who would prefer to hear unsettling truths or would you rather me not share them with you for your own
0: sake? I think he thinks for a moment, he's like, I've always been a bad news first kind of guy. Very well. I have
1: observed certain biological anomalies on your body. And I leave it at that. I want to know what he says.
0: He's like, well, that's, that's interesting. And as you lead him, you do see like, you don't see a ton of signs of life, but you do definitely see signs of life. And I think like, He's leading you to the med bay uh, and he's going like further into the second floor Mm -hmm. and you pass by the mess hall and like the door to the mess hall is open and you see, you know, six or seven people inside eating
1: roughly normal looking.
0: So as you like, kind of just take a look inside, like they all look, you know, like normal humans, but all of them have those like weird smiles.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay. I say um as chief botanist on the station would you please detail any uh procedures that you have in place in the unlikely case of a biological outbreak
0: I think as you're walking he he gives you like he gives you a list of of things and it doesn't seem and you know this might just be space corporatism there aren't a lot of great systems in place for a ship this large. Hmm. Uh like I think he tells you that there are a couple of containment cells on the bottom floor um for quarantining, but like that's about it. Like the medbay has, you know, equipment to help potentially fight these sorts of things, but it is not a reassuring amount of protocol.
1: Gotcha. Um, okay. Huh. I tell him, thank you for your cooperation. And I basically just decide to observe until we get to where we're going. Okay. I kind of want just, to just... I just want to get a sense of him as he's walking in silence. You know, is he uncomfortable? Does he seem... Like he's taking the most direct route or not uh, physically? Is he moving okay? Like, is he talkative? Is he silent? Like, I just I'm giving him some space.
0: Yeah, uh, give me an int- intellect check. So that should be 34 or under. Yes.
1: Ah, dang it, 46.
0: All right, I think that's that's close enough. I think, I think as you observe him he does not seem to notice that anything is wrong. Hmm. Uh, What you notice with that, like uh, not quite success, um, is that like after very close observation, like he doesn't seem to be moving in a way that like he seems bothered by everything, but like just every so often, like maybe every like 15th step, there's a little bit of like a a tick,
1: mm, okay,
0: in his movement. Uh, that's almost like a like a jerky kind of movement, where like it's almost like his like one of his leg muscles kind of forgets how to walk.
1: Hmm. The the dude has a hitch in his giddy-up.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a little, just right. the slightest hitch every so often, like. You could very easily mistake it for just a limp.
1: Um, I think that Ivan's reaction each time he notices this is to let himself get like a half step further away. Okay. Just, you know, just like as a reaction without even really like making it noticeable.
0: Yeah, I think what I'm going to have you do um right now for me is make a fear save i don't think that this has passed over into the territory of sanity yet like mm-hmm. it's all still pretty biological it's just weird biology
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh so as an android you are very well equipped for fear saves uh so you need an 85 or lower
1: ooh i got a 44
0: excellent so you are fine Uh, this is really strange and you haven't quite seen anything like this before. And if you were just a human, this would probably be getting to you, Mm -hmm. but as an Android, like you can kind of compartmentalize all of this into saying like, this is, you know, this is just some kind of weird biological issue. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. But distancing yourself slightly is probably not the worst idea. (laughs) Just falling back a step or two. And, uh, you know, he leads you to this uh, room in the back part of the ship that is the med bay. Um, And it's a pretty large bay with uh, some beds.
1: What I'm looking for is some kind of a uh, scanning bed slash containment bed slash surgery bed
0: yeah i think there's probably like a bed that has like a bunch of computer equipment and stuff next Mm -hmm. to it that's like very obviously for like laying them down and scanning parts of their body and whatnot uh there is another person in the room when you walk in
1: um and does uh does harold ignore them or notice them
0: yeah so when the when the two of you get in there um Harold sees uh sees this woman and she's probably a a little bit on the younger side compared to Harold. Harold's probably, you know, in his forties. Uh, and this woman is probably in her like late 20s, early thirties. Uh and Harold's like, Well, hey there, Teresa. And he like motion he, he like hitches his thumb over his shoulder and he's like, That's Ivan. He works for corporate. And I
1: like kind of put my hand up and I say hello.
0: Well, hello, Ivan. I, I'm Teresa Moody. Uh I'm the doctor on this ship. I say, uh,
1: greetings, Teresa Movedy. I actually am here in an investigative capacity, and I think that your expertise could be very helpful.
0: Well, what can I help you with?
1: I regret to inform you of this, but I suspect there may be a widespread biological contagion upon this ship that is affecting people's judgment and actions.
0: So, well, that... That seems, uh, that seems like a, a, a jump for someone who's just got here, but, uh, I can certainly help you take a look at, uh, Harold here. I
1: appreciate that greatly. I was hoping that we could examine Harold. And then I kind of gesture like for Harold to lay down in the surgery bed or whatever.
0: She's like, yeah, yeah. Bring him over here. And, uh. She uh, she like lays them down and she starts moving the equipment and there's like, you know, I imagine a bunch of like scanning type equipment on arms that can be moved over uh, various parts of the body. And she's like, so what do you what do you suspect this biological threat is?
1: I say unknown origin and morphology. Um, but your station. Ceased communication two months ago with. Corporate. Not only that, upon arrival, I discovered your life signs are four times higher than they should be, given the amount of humans on this ship. And then he kind of pauses, and he almost, I mean, for an android, he almost looks like he made a mistake. And he says, this is where I should mention, I am a synthetic life form. Please do not feel alarmed. And then uh, he says he makes sure that Harold is secure before he says this next sentence. Um, Cause I imagine it's like a bed that kind of holds you down. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. There's probably like straps that can.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. He says, this man is Harold styles. He is not the pop singer from 20th century earth, but upon observation, I noticed a foreign substance leaking from his body. And strange, bulbous growths protruding from his skin on his back. Please examine and report. And I take a step back from them to give her a respectful space. And I'm also very uh, intently observing her reaction to these, this information.
0: Yeah, and she, she is the first person you've seen without this weird smile on her face.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And she says, uh, "And so your your supposition, Ivan, is that I have missed the population of of this ship growing four times in size in a biological issue spreading throughout the ship."
1: I say, correct. But if it is any consolation, I suspect this entity is specifically geared to go without detection. I suspect that the extra life forms I have observed are actually growing within the infected hosts. And that may be the source of Harold's protrusions. Have you located them yet?
0: And she's, uh, she starts running these scanners over Harold's body. Mm -hmm. So I think Give me a computer's check.
1: All right. Uh, fifty-one. Okay, so your
0: computer's just forty. That's close enough. I think with with your knowledge of computers, I'm going to call that a success. Okay. You notice, so you're like you're kind of looking intently at the screen, uh, showing the results of these scans. Mm-hmm. And um
1: they're the same screens that she's looking at. Yes. Okay.
0: And the like at first as she's scanning Harold, you don't see anything abnormal. And you almost start to question yourself. And then you look at Teresa and like it is very obvious to you that she is moving the scanners in such a way that she's like purposefully avoiding the areas where these protrusions are coming up huh. and like they move through his body. So like you're getting a full scan of his body, but she is very being very intentional.
1: So she's like moving, swerving around them.
0: Yeah. So like when they're like, she's scanning his legs when they're kind of protruding out of his chest. Uh, and then when they like move down to his legs, she moves up to his chest, so she's like, she's giving you a full scan of his body, but like she's obviously aware hmm. of what is happening here and like botching the results. Hmm. Okay. Um,
1: all right. Ivan's going to make a move here. Okay. I say, Harold Styles, I am pleasantly surprised. Your scanning equipment seems to be top notch and the results are looking very good. Would you mind if Teresa Mubdi and I stepped away to discuss your results? This will only take a moment.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. I uh, You go ahead. Take all the time you need. Thank you. It's nice to lay down for a little bit.
1: Good. Please remain in the scanning bed until it finishes. And then I kind of nod and motion Teresa to be, you know, 10 steps away.
0: Yeah, and she's like, you see, Ivan, there's nothing here to be worried about. All right. And
1: then as soon as we're out of earshot, I say, you know, Teresa Movedy, do you have something you'd like to share?
0: And I think now is when Teresa's face cracks into this wide smile, Huh. almost too big for her face. Oh no. And you see these like frothy patches of that opaque liquid at the corner of her mouth. Hmm. And she's like, I, what are you talking about? Ivan?
1: Hmm. Hmm. I say, Teresa Moody. I am very, I regret to inform you. I think the biological pathogen may have just entered your body. Please look in the mirror. And i gesture to you know a glass case or whatever reflective surface is nearby
0: i think she looks into it
1: and uh and i say please tell me what you see
0: the smile starts to get wider and wider i take a step back almost to a point now where like it looks like it is i mean obviously beyond her control but to a point where like it is trying to go beyond what a human mouth is capable of. Hmm. And I think you actually see like that, that white fluid that is at the corner of her lips uh, is starting to turn a little bit pink because there's actually like a little bit of blood mixing in with it
1: Hmm.
0: as the skin at the side of Her mouth is, like, splitting. The smile is trying to go so wide. Thank you to Billy Blue for joining me to play Mothership. Thank you to Sean McCoy for designing such an awesome game. And thank you to you for listening. Our theme song is Everybody Knows My Name by Harley Poe. Thank you to Joe Whiteford for letting us use it. Join us on December 1st for the conclusion of our Mothership adventure with Billy Blue. Until then... Remember that you are strong, you are beautiful, and you are not alone.